Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and this week I have a quick and dirty tip about the difference between reading aloud and reading out loud. A meaty middle about what editors mean when they say they're looking for fiction with a strong voice. And finally, some featured listeners. Let's get to the tip. To read out loud and to read aloud mean the same thing. But in the old days, aloud was the only cultured option. In the early 1900s, usage guide writers looked down their noses at Out Loud and called it colloquial. Today, Out Loud and Aloud are both fine, although Aloud still feels more highbrow and formal. Which word people use seems to vary depending on the context and the exact phrase. For example, in published books that Google has scanned, Aloud is more common. But in Reddit comments, out loud is more common, which doesn't surprise me since published books are much more formal documents than Reddit comments. But even in published books, in some phrases, out loud is more common. For example, I said that out loud is more common than I said that aloud. It seems like when people are expressing the feeling, I can't believe I said that, they stick with out loud. The quick and dirty tip is that you can use either aloud or out loud, whichever sounds more natural to you. But if you want to be a stickler, aloud is probably better for solemn or formal occasions, such as asking someone to read aloud in church. Next, for the meaty middle and in honor of National Novel Writing Month, I have a piece by Kat Brzezowski, an editor at the young adult fiction publisher Swoon Reads. If you've ever attended a writing conference or read a book about how to write, you've probably encountered the word voice more times than you can count. But what is voice and how do you craft strong voice in your writing? Voice is the distinct way of writing that showcases the author's individual personality as well as the personality of the book's narrator. Your narrative voice can be loud, quiet, restrained, over-the-top, showy, or shy, but whatever personality it takes, your writing should feel as if it could only come from your pen or keyboard. The voice of your narrator should also feel individual, and a reader who picks up your book should be able to figure out your character's personality as much from your writing style as from what you tell us about the character in the body of the book itself. 
Here are four categories to think about as you develop voice in your own writing. First is tone. Every character, just like every person in the real world, has his or her own unique tone, an individual perspective on the world. Is your character sarcastic, matter-of-fact, depressed, or jubilant? Does she see the glass as half-empty or half-full? Does he go through life with a spring in his step or a sneer on his face? No matter what type of character you're writing, giving your reader a clear sense of your character's tone and attitude forms the backbone of strong voice. Next, think about diction. Diction is defined as the words you choose in your writing and the specific words that your character uses to express himself or herself will greatly affect voice. You may think of diction as the way people say words, whether they speak clearly, but a second definition is how people use words. So a character who says to a friend, don't be such a gloomy Gus, is different from one who says, don't be such a sad sack. And both of these characters are different from one who would say, don't be so morose. It's important to consider what types of words your character would use, taking into account slang, abbreviations, and regionalisms, and using different diction for different characters. Next, think about access. Even in the first-person close point of view, where we're inside the narrator's head, the reader doesn't often have full access to what the character is thinking and feeling at any given point in the book. Modulating the level of access you give your narrator will help give your book a strong sense of voice. Narrators who tell the reader everything going on in their head will come off more loudly than those who only hint at the emotions they're experiencing. Also, think about your sentence and paragraph length. Varying the lengths could go a long way in developing voice. A narrator who thinks in short, clipped sentences and paragraphs will have a voice that is much different from one who thinks in long, rambling sentences and paragraphs. Practice re-paragraphing your work into shorter and longer paragraphs to see how the voice changes. Finally, voice can and should grow or change over the course of the book, depending on the plot and character development. If you want to see if you've accomplished this, compare the first page and the last page. If the character sounds exactly the same on both pages, it's a good sign that you need to dive into revisions to ensure that the voice changes in the same way the character changes over the course of a book. For example, a character who spent the book battling and overcoming her personal demons would most likely shed the quiet, restrained voice of page one, and take on a louder, more confident voice by the final page. Your character should stay true to herself, but make sure that the voice you use aligns with the character's growth. That segment was written by Kat Brzezowski of Swoon Reads. Do you have other questions? Swoon Reads is happy to answer them for you. Check out their writing guide, I'll link to it on the website, and email them any of your pressing questions on writing, the editorial process, or about publishing in general at swoonreads at macmillanusa.com. And finally, thanks this week to Ella, who listens while walking between classes at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. I've never been to the campus, but I've been to San Luis Obispo, and it's a beautiful area right by the California coast.
And a big hello to a listener named Dallas in Boston. I met Dallas at my book signing for the Grammar Devotional many years ago, and he still listens. He says he listens in Boston traffic on his way home. And Bruce is another commuter who listens going to and from work, but he's in Southern California. I bet the traffic is just as bad there as the traffic in Boston, though. Thank you all for letting me know where you listen. And if you want to hear a shout out in the podcast, tell me where you listen by using the hashtag where I listen on Twitter or Instagram, or by writing a short visitor post on the Grammar Girl Facebook page. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. You can find transcripts of all my podcasts and extra articles at quickanddirtytips.com. That's all. Thanks for listening. Doors take us to summers away or winter adventures and afternoon getaways. Your dedicated Fidelity Advisor can help you open those doors by working with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential because doors were meant to be opened. Visit fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimum supply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Hey, it's Mignon. If you want to do more to hone your communication skills, then check out Think Fast, Talk Smart, produced by the Stanford Graduate School of Business and hosted by my friend and Stanford lecturer, Matt Abrahams. You may remember Matt from his interview on the show back in September when he shared his top tips for becoming a better writer and speaker. Think Fast, Talk Smart is his Webby award-winning podcast, which has been downloaded 41 million times and has been the number one career podcast in more than 95 countries, so you know it's worth your time. Whether you're making a wedding toast or presenting at work, strong speaking skills are critical to success in business and in life, which is why Matt sits down with experts every week to talk about the best tips to unlock your communication potential. Hear from pros like neuroscientist Andrew Huberman on how to manage speaking anxiety, speechwriter and bestselling author Dan Pink on how to take risks in your communication, and psychologist Kelly McGonigal on how to harness nervous energy to fuel powerful presentations. So what are you waiting for? Listen to Think Fast, Talk Smart every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. And tell Matt I said hi.